welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm with my co-host, Sean Bowles. I am Bob Hassan. Sean, how are you today? I'm so good. We have a great show today. This is going to be so good. Who do we have on? We have Chris Crace. And Chris has spent most of his adult life in just two activities, pursuing Jesus and building businesses. From following Jesus to China to start consulting business in Nanjing, to building his current primary business, Clear Path Technology in Los Angeles, California, there's been only one question that matters. Is the Spirit of God living on this thing or not? He now is co-owner of Thrive Foods, a vegan keto dessert company, which I want to visit right now in the name of Jesus. Founder of Marketplace Miracles, where professionals gather to contend for each other's highest good and currently building a business that will allow him to partner with others and seeing God's laws ratified on earth via business, just as they already are in heaven by offering centralized back office services to like-minded business owners. This is amazing. And we had Chris on with uh, one of his partners for the ministry side of what he does, Miracles in the Marketplace with a good friend of mine, Christina Brace. And now we get to have him on to hear his story because he has such a profound story that I know you're going to want to listen and watch as we go forward in this interview. I want to just encourage you to open your heart to the fact that God is doing things in the midst of kind of the world turmoil we're in, in the midst of a lot of career changes, transitions, that God is in the middle of it. And he's directing people like you and I to have a different result than what news media is going to tell you to have or what what, what it looks like it's available from all the shortages and recessions. This is a new day. So I'm going to encourage you with Chris's testimony. I know it's going to be amazing for you. It's going to be amazing, Sean. And I'm just tired listening to his bio. I mean, how does he have enough time in the day? Well, up next, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> My new book is called Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. And this book is going to help you to understand the days we're living in right now and have an urgency to meet with Jesus the way that I did through some of these encounters that are going to form your faith. So you can get this book. So make sure to go to bowlsministries.com encounter a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. Chris, you're coming to us from sunny Los Angeles, California. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yes, I'm, I'm just north of downtown LA and Pasadena, California, and life is good. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here because last time when you were sharing some of your stories, I know both Bob and I resonated so much with them, but we wanted to go deeper into your kind of your life story and why you're doing all these businesses and how this all started. Sure. Yeah. It's Chris, it seems like um, I'm probably a serial entrepreneur is maybe overstated, but you sure like starting businesses and running businesses. Tell us how you got into it. What, what did it look like in the early Chris's life? I got into it by trying to get out of it. And <laughs> isn't that the kingdom? Yeah. How it is. I, um, I had done a YWAM DTS. And so I was in South Africa and I was getting ready to come off the mission field and, and get back into, you know, LA life. And I was sort of dreading it a little bit. Um, uh, because I just so enjoyed being on that mission field and, and the work there. Um, but I also was a little scared about the the financial aspect of living in Los Angeles. And I had kind of sold everything to to go into YWAM. And so I was going back to no job and I, I had a motorcycle, but not much else. And uh, I just, 
I, I started to worry, to be very honest, I started to worry. Yeah. And uh, about a week into my worrying, I found Matthew 6, where Jesus very clearly says, don't worry. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, I, I, and I, I said to him, I literally said, I don't understand how I can do this. Like, you say don't worry, but I clearly am out of money. Like, isn't the reality of my situation dictating how I'm feeling? So wow. help me understand. Right. The the team leaders all got together and asked God to give them a message for somebody. And that that very day, uh, one of the leaders handed me a note, handwritten, as if God had written it, which I love that she did that, you know. And it said, Chris, I trust you completely, and I will provide everything you need. Love wow. God. Wow. Wow. I know. That's so sweet. I I and nothing changed, Sean. Like nothing changed, but I totally stopped worrying. Like, like Bob, it was like yeah. somebody grabbed the worry inside of me and and pulled it out of me, and I had no worries, but I had no money. So in in your story, then this led you into an interesting relationship with money, didn't it? It really did. Well, I call that story the start of the money school. Yeah. Because God began to do things in me. I didn't know it was the beginning of money school until I got back to America. And I told people how in South Africa, the women would take their babies to uh, witch doctors and have them blessed or, or, or whatever to protect them. And the signal that they had done that was a little red cord around their wrist. Oh, wow. And then we would, we would lead them into Jesus and relationship. And I would expect the red cords to go away, but they would stay. You know, I, I don't like telling people what to do. I, I like to see what the Spirit of God does within somebody. And I was so surprised that that red cord was staying. You know, I was like, why, why is it not going away? And I realized that they had layered a culture. So the red cord wasn't a, a religion. It was a culture. And Jesus was their religion on top of a culture. Huh. But as I explained that to Americans, Jesus said, they're doing the exact same thing. And I said, wow. I don't, how, how is that possible? And he said, with money. Hmm. And that was when I began to realize my own depth of sin. I don't know what it is, what you call it, but like entanglement with money that needed to be extracted out of me. I mean, that's incredible. Just the thought of that. But I mean, how do the average person who hears that, like take us on that journey because to hear it is one thing. It's like, I can resonate with that, but to actually take us on your journey of how you got unimmeshed with this natural human humanity culture, what happened? Yeah, I'd be so curious to hear other people's journeys with Jesus in this kind of way, because when he does things like this, it's real slow and yeah, over right. time and, and super gentle, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like just very intentional, very consistent over a long period of time. And so once I realized that it was in there, I was just so, you know, looking forward to understanding how to get it out. So I would ask him, you know, Jesus, what about my giving, you know, and, and helping people like, where does money, you know, can I still give it away? Or should I be careful? And he actually started to correct my helping and and my giving, and I didn't mm. see that coming, you know? Yeah. Um, but most of my, and I hate to call it sin, I, I don't know what to call it, but I would just say the way I was thinking that wasn't in line with Jesus, mm -hmm. most of that was around how much I valued money 
and for what purpose. And that's not a one and done. That was like over and over as I yeah. would get a big contract, I would need another layer of, you know, expectation or uh, co coveting. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but like really, you know, so happy to have that contract and just slowly inviting me into new ways of thinking and feeling about success and loss. You know, they both were kind of playing equally into the the new way of thinking about money. Chris, I, I it just reminds me of the scripture for the love of money is the root of all evil. And and it's not money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money or where you value it. And I, I'm hearing you in this long process or journey of figuring out what money is in your life. And it's something that I've had to do in my life also. There's really no shortcut. You, It's a long road to understand the value of money. And, and it sounds like God has put favor and destiny on your life and given you the ability to accumulate wealth. And along this whole process, he's been teaching you I love the fact that he corrected you in your giving. Um, uh, we've had that happen also. Where we found that we were um, a meshing with certain people by by giving money. And it's a hard lesson to learn, isn't it? It really was. I, I still wanted to help. And even certain specific situations, I just was begging him to release me, you know, and <laughs> he was so unmoving. I'm like, wow. you are not letting me give, really? <laughs> I was kind of angry, you know? <laughs> but after a while, I started to really under, I think, you know, I think I understand more, maybe not totally understand, but I started to realize that, I, and you actually are giving me learning right now, Bob, like it would have been enmeshment into lives or situations that I didn't belong. Right. Yeah. And would not have been even helpful to them and especially to me. So Yes, that's exactly what happened. Take us on one of the stories, if you can, Chris, of when these lessons start to culminate or or yeah. maybe one of the harder times or one of the better times where God gave you a revelation where it's, ooh, this is that that I'm talking about. Because you're telling us oh. the principle. Take us into the moment. Sure. Yeah, I'll just jump to graduation day from the, the School of Money. So, you know, I, I had one. <laughs> um, there wasn't a cap and gown, but, you know, otherwise it felt a lot like a graduation. And it was in a an all cement room of the basement of a, a police station in Nanjing, China. Oh, <laughs> not a luxury uh, a graduation by any means. But I had been hit in my first month in China. So God, Jesus asked me to go to China. It's a whole other story. But he just said that the harvest is great and the workers are few. And so I had in my mind that he was calling me to China, you know, for a missionary sort of thing, yeah. but starting a business. And when I got there, I quickly realized, no, not quickly, but it was evident had I been, you know, had eyes to see that he was actually there to mold my own heart and not, you know, as some kind of great impact on, on China, although I pray that did happen. So within a month of being there, I got hit by a car on, when I was on a scooter. Wow. And wow. I broke my back and oh my it laid me out. Yeah, I... I didn't walk for six weeks, um, and when I finally did, I, I was walking next to my wife, and I, wow, you look taller, like, but you're not wearing heels. And she said, "No, you're shorter." And I, I'm shorter, two inches. I lost two inches, you know. Oh, yeah, my spine was so 
compacted, but that's a whole other story. So I, I went through the recovery of that and we were, you know, we we're doing our business in China and, and Jesus was, you know, teaching us all kinds of things, mostly Deuteronomy 8, if you ever want to look up that little lesson. Um, but then uh, it came time for the insurance part of that accident. So they found the driver at fault and he was Chinese and, and a national Chinese. And I thought for sure I would be found at fault. But they were very just and found the driver at fault who had actually hit, which I was so amazed by and so thankful for. But nine months later, it was time for the judgment to happen, you know, and that happened in an insurance company, which right. was really a cement room in the basement of a, a police station with two chain smoking guys who just decided, like, who gets what, you know. And so I was out of money at this point. So we had saved up enough money to, to do a year in China. And then we needed the business to pick up and start, you know, fulfilling the, uh, the income. Well, right. the business wasn't going anywhere. And so we were really out of money. But in my mind, I said, I don't want anything from this insurance company that isn't right because my money comes from Jesus. Like this was part of my education, you know? And so the guy there was like, well, you should get this amount of RMB, you know, RMB, the, the Chinese money. And I, it was nothing. It was so little. And I knew it wasn't fair, but I was like, that's fine. You know, wh whatever is fine, I'll take it. And I walked out of that feeling like I had graduated because I was in such desperate need of money, but I didn't want it in any way other than by God's hand. I was so free and I felt so free. That's why I remember that that room and, and that that coming yeah. out of there because I felt so free, you know, like I and I was just kind of giddy about it. And the driver and I became friends. His name was Frog. English <laughs> English name was Frog. And he was driving me back to my house after that meeting. And uh, it's very strange in China. I know this sounds strange, but like, you know, this was kind of normal, you know, thing, but. He's driving me back to my house, and I could see how we got in the accident, by the way. It was a little bit scary driving with him. But uh, he said, you know, Chris, if, uh, if God has introduced me to you so you can introduce me to him, then, you know, I, I hope this whole situation is worth it. And I'm like, oh, I would give the rest of my vertebra if that was the case, you know. Wow. But, uh, but we, got, we got back, and, you know, it's just really good, you know, relationship with him. And then we had to go meet one more time to pick up our check at the same place, you know, chain smoking guys in the cement room, basement of the police station. And the guy says to me, I, I ran the number by management and they agreed to half for you. Oh, wow. And I felt angry. I felt very angry. And I said, no, no. Like I agreed to the little bit you offered. And now we're going to find out what is the right amount of money. And I'm going to go find a lawyer and we're going to find out the right amount of money. Like that's all. There is to it. Yeah. And again, I felt so free because like, this is not about the money at all. This is just me saying, I don't know what's happening here, but it's not right at all. And we're just going to see what happens if we try to do this the right way. My neighbor was a 90 some year old Chinese guy, Mr. Mao, literally his name, not making that up. No teeth. But he was a, still a lawyer, a practicing lawyer in the city. And I, I know the story's a little long. I apologize. But it, this is the last thing. That's a good story. It's really interesting. Yeah. He, he says, uh, the only 
sentence in English that he knew really well was never no mind. He just, <laughs> but he said, I got to do this. He said, never no mind, never no mind. He's like, he's like, just take my card and, you know, and we'll work it out. So long story shorter, he ends up getting me with a, a police doctor who gives, assesses my injury to be severe. And then we take that report back to the, uh, the, the, the insurance company. And now the lawyer's with me with his fancy insurance or uh, lawyer card, right? So um, before we go, we prayed. My uncle and I were doing the business together and him and his wife and my wife and I, we all pray. And he says, well, how much money do you think he should get? And I said, I don't know, maybe 20,000 RMB or something. I don't know. He said, well, I keep hearing 75,000. And I said, well, that would be crazy because they offered me four, you know. <laughs> and... Uh, so anyway, we get back to the, the insurance company. The lawyer puts down his card, gives him the police report, you know, or police doctor report. And the guy says, the most I can do is 75000 Wow. <laughs> wow. And two weeks later, that's what was deposited into my account. And that sustained us for a, a, another year that we were in China. Wow. And, and totally met every need we had, right, back to the promise in South Africa. He provided everything we needed. Yeah. So interesting. It's like, so to walk it out in China, I don't know if everyone has the empathy or the compassion to understand Man. you are in a foreign nation with a broken back with your wife trying to start a business and how hard that would have been. And you're laughing and smiling and telling us the story now, but it's a really traumatic story. I mean, it's a really yeah. traumatic story well, to have to walk out of a place of peace in that circumstance. I mean, that's, that is a big graduation. I do have a public confession to make. Um, when I went to the police doctor, they uh, assessed me and then said it would be 4,000 RMB to pay for the police doctor report. And I didn't know that. And so I paid for it, then got in the car and called my assistant, my interpreter, and said, let the insurance company know I got a police doctor report. And she called me back and said, that's not the right police doctor. They don't accept that report. Oh, no. and, and that was our last 4,000 RMB. Like we had given everything because I thought I would probably end up getting some money. And I got to be honest with you guys. I literally said this and I'm, I'm so sorry. I repent again. But I said, God, bring in the nukes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I was so yeah. at the end of my rope with China and, and all the, you know, the cultural things that we didn't get. Like I was so done. I'm just being super real. It was to the point where I was like, just, just bring in the nukes. I can't, yeah. do it, you know. But it sounds like what you learned was implicit trust with the Lord around money. Very much. And, and that shaped your future when you came back from China to begin the businesses and the ministry that you're doing now. That's right. And what I'm very happy about and surprised by is the freedom that's inside stays even yeah. even wealth which i think is tougher than poverty to maintain freedom even wealth isn't touching my freedom i'm still wow. clear mm -hmm. and i'm so thankful for that with the wealth that i yeah it doesn't have me at all so what um, would you what would you attribute going from let's just call it a poverty mindset to now a wealth mindset and freedom in the lord and, you know, I think a lot of people say, well, I'd sure love to have that problem having uh, a, a wealth problem. 
but there does there is massive stewardship issues that come with it and responsibility that come with it um and so what would you attribute that to the that long process and and the practicing without because uh, i mean i hope i hope it's clear that wealth really is tougher than poverty and so you know the more you can practice the the jesus thinking with money and without money right um the the more ready you are to address the the weight of wealth because it is weighty mm-hmm. and, and bob i love how you put that the stewardship the because when you're in line with jesus you start to understand all of these dollars have uh you know have been earmarked for a purpose yeah. mm-hmm. And so you become desperate to understand the investment side of of the kingdom. Yeah. And it really, really takes hearing the spirit, right? And and focusing on Jesus. I, I always say, look at where Jesus is looking. And so you have to really, you know, look <laughs> to see his eyes and where his gaze is. So you know where to follow it with with the dollars that are earmarked for it. Yeah. And you've helped a whole lot of people listen and learn how to walk with God. I know that you and a marketplace uh, miracles group have helped mostly locally at this point. I know you guys are going to be launching beyond local, mm-hmm. but um, you, I just have friends who've been through just being in that group with you guys, as well as I consider you guys friends. And I just feel like there's, there's such a synergy that happens when somebody shares their process and then says, now let's do it. And there's people who thought they were going to start one business. They didn't start it because after they did the spiritual feasibility, they realized this is not God for right now. And they applied their energy somewhere else that God showed them. And I think that's that's just one of the most important things right there is like, are we willing to let God redirect our steps or direct our steps? And yeah. that's for business people, that's huge. And you guys help people all the time to make really powerful decisions. But it's not like you're consulting them. You're just teaching them how to hear and how sure. to expect God. So talk about the miracles of the marketplace group yeah. a little bit and how it was birthed. Yeah, Marketplace Miracles was, uh, and it's at marketplacemiracles.net, you know, if you guys want to check that out, but it's uh, came out of simply me sharing with a friend of my wife that I just love how business cultivates discipleship in Jesus, uh, especially around money, but all aspects of business. And she said, wow, you sound just like my friend, Christina. And come to find out, Christina lives about two blocks away from where I live. And we, this was seven years ago now, we just became great friends and said, wow, what can we do with, you know, this passion for, for business people and the whole business mountain? And that's where Marketplace Miracles came out of was both her and I saying, we just want to gather people together so they can contend for each other's highest good and see what the kingdom, what God wow. has in his kingdom yeah. for business instead of just doing business, you know? So good. So it looks like you meet in a period of time. And let's say, for example, I have a business idea. Do you task me with go write a plan out and bring it to the group and and we'll give you feedback? Is that sort of what it looks like? That sounds like a great idea, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's not what we do at all. Um, We we take it to the Holy Spirit and we just say, you know, what do you have? I'll tell you what I'm surprised at. is 99 times out of 100, we end up diving into some personal trait or, yeah. you know, yeah. brokenness. Like, I, I mean, I've just come to say we're not about the horse, we're about the jockey. Because yeah. so much of what we do impacts that horse by the mindset shift or the freedom, the breakthrough. 
whatever the Holy Spirit is up to. And, and I, you know, I just want to make it really clear that when we gather, um, we, we try not to have preconceived ideas of what might happen in that gathering. Mm. Instead, we, we all, we take three minutes of a pause, you know, and we, we quiet our souls so that we can hear and see Jesus. And that way, Jesus can lead that gathering, that specific gathering, uh, through every person. And so Christina and I are very careful to not call ourselves leaders of Marketplace Miracles, but facilitators. So, and I know it sounds like maybe a cheesy, you know, kind of play on words there, but I, I just hope my heart is clear. Jesus really does lead it. Yeah. And it takes practice and intention to let him. Yeah. Otherwise, I want to, and and maybe I still talk too much in our meetings, but otherwise, I just want to say, here's what I think, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But if we can quiet down and let him lead one by one, every last person in attendance will usually contribute and receive. So they're giving and receiving, like, you I know, First Corinthians 14. But <clears throat> so everybody in the group can be leading by hearing and seeing what Jesus does. That sounds amazing. Uh, tell us one of the highlight stories of Mirrors of the Marketplace that's happened because you guys started this ministry. Yeah, we, you know, we did another podcast with you guys on Marketplace Miracles, and we yeah. have some stories in there. I want to just take it a slightly different direction because out of Marketplace Miracles, we have started to um, gather with uh, a core group, uh, and we've started to just say, Jesus, we literally aren't going to say anything <laughs> until you, yeah. know, you, you show up. And what that has created, the very first meeting, this amazing woman from Canada, uh, who actually is a pastor, and, and she's just incredible. But she said, well, when I do this, I just sit under the tree of life. And I usually sit on a blanket of shalom. And I'm like, hey, we could do that, you know, as a group. And so we circled the tree of life on a blanket of shalom. And um, just just two days ago, I drew this with my five-year-old daughter. And uh, she said, what's that? Pointing to the blanket. And I said, that is a, a blanket. She says, well, it goes all the way around the tree. I said, yeah. She said, well, that's a tree skirt. And then that must be a Christmas tree. And uh, she said, but it doesn't look like a Christmas tree. And I said, I know, I know, but you are right on. This is a Christmas tree for sure, you know. <laughs> so amazing. But we sit, so now every time we gather in this core group, we sit on the blanket of Shalom around the, the tree of life, and we are in unity. And that's the very first key is that we are, there's nothing in between us at all. Pure unity. And then we just say, Jesus, would you drop some fruit or would we, through osmosis, gain just a little more knowledge of your kingdom or your ways, you know? And that group has so impacted me and others as they start to give us feedback that I have decided I would like my next business to be that. And, wow. and that's where, and this is me sharing in an infancy of an idea so this is like i haven't even gotten anywhere with it and i hope that's okay for you guys yeah i just feel so free like i you know some people are hesitant to share ideas about businesses or whatever but i want everybody to do this so i i hope everybody steals this idea <clears throat> but basically the concept is 
that I can provide a central service that every business owner would need, and I'm calling it the central office. And that office provides uh, IT, financial, and HR, just everything everybody would need, right? And then the owners who sign up for this, first of all, they're you know spiritually mature to the point where they're ready to sit around the tree of life and, and contend for each other's highest good. But they join this company and they get those basic needs met, <clears throat> and then they get, you know, CXO sort of consulting or whatever. Um, so everybody's sharing these resources, but then they agree to meet regularly and contend for each other's highest good. So now wow. we don't just have a core group of people who who get each other and and love each other, but there's something at stake, and that's what I was missing, right, from from my other gatherings. There's a, a financial aspect or a business aspect where there's something at stake that we all are sharing. And that's what I love about this new idea. It's it's the PL meets the pro- prophecy, you know. <laughs> and, and now we can talk pure business. What and, and in the next breath, we are literally hearing from heaven and prophesying crazy things over each other. Wow. And so that's what's come out of Marketplace Miracles for me and, and you know, several others is this concept that maybe we can do business together and not just meet regularly and help each other, but actually be part of each other's lives in business. It's a theory, gentlemen. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Well, I like the concept that our unity and our breakthrough should impact each other. So I really like that. Just our, yeah. our revelation with Jesus should impact the people we're in covenant with or in real relationship with. So. Man, I, I hope that goes just really yeah. well as a pilot program. That's amazing. Tell Thank people you. how they can get a hold of uh, just your ministry and just sure. your companies. So my main company is called ClearPath Technology. It's an, a managed service provider. And so we do all things IT service related for small and medium-sized companies from um, computer and server stuff to internet access and phone systems. And that's clearpathtech.net. And then Marketplace Miracles is at marketplacemiracles.net as well. And both of those have contact pages where, you know, people could reach out if they want to. The main thing I just want to convey is a deep desire that business owners and business people understand money from Jesus's perspective. Great. And I was hoping you guys would let me pray for them. Let's do it. And and just speak that over them right now. So are you kidding? Do it. I just, I just long to see a whole bunch of people that are so lined up with your heart and your, your vision, your eyesight, what you're looking at and what you're focused on, that their money becomes uh, fluid with your spirit. Mm. And that literally, and I'm seeing this now, I, I hadn't you know, planned this, but you know, the spirit blows, right? It's the wind. And then the money is currency, so it's the water. And I just see the wind blowing that water and creating the waves wow. and moving the river. Mm. And that's exactly what, I, yeah, thank you, Jesus, because that's exactly what I'm praying, that the spirit of the living God would be blowing the currency everywhere it needs to go into every dark corner of this earth, saving kids and girls from, from sex trafficking to every last little business in every continent, that the money would, would blow and, and flow where it needs to and that your people would have eyes and ears to see and hear 
exactly what to do with every dollar. Wow. Amen. Wow, amen. Amen. Well, Chris, that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Chris, thanks so much for being on with us. And for those of you who are watching or listening to Explore the Marketplace, I'm going to encourage you to get notifications by signing up or hitting that bell. Or if you're watching from CBN News, I'm going to encourage you to rate us and review us as well. Thank you so much for being a part of this today.